And we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. Alongside me is my counterpart, Joe Delihone, a.k.a. Bruno. Good evening, Bruno. How are we doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm back on the West Coast, back to my normal recording setting. No more weird glare. But, Blake, I'm excited. We've got the SEC schedule dropping later today. I, I, I don't know why. It's well, not now. As... It's, it's, I mean, well, as right now. Speaking, yeah, it's releasing now. Yeah, but I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm curious to see if we get any juicy matchups that come out of it. But based Well, we on- do have some some leaks that are already happening. Alabama is going to be host to Georgia in 2024, which, listen, mm. well, listen, I'm going to stick up for Georgia fans here. They okay. got pissed off today, and I don't blame them. They went down to Alabama in 2020. They should get their return game where Alabama comes to Athens. That's BS now. It's BS. If you if you, look now, come on, like you got two juggernauts, like so. For an example, mm-hmm. I, I mean, really, the turn of the tide could be in that game, and so now you got to go down to Tuscaloosa a second time in three and four years and play them again in the regular season. I mean, maybe there's a little bit of uh, manipulation, if you will, to help. Oh no, Nick's help. manipulating something. Well, no no way. Not him manipulating, but maybe there was a little bit of assistance with trying to keep down a certain team that is picking up steam and help one that is running out of a little bit of steam, if that if that makes a little bit of sense. I, I know that we're conspiracizing, if that's a word, early on before the schedule is even officially Are you, conspiracy, the- are you conspiracy theorist? Uh, when it comes to football, absolutely. Nothing else, though. Uh, I'm a conspiracy theorist. On Not what really. specifically? Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> I do Is think aliens. Well, I do think that there's some extraterrestrial out there. That that I, I think we could that most people could get could get behind. But I'm definitely a conspiracy theorist when it comes to pro and college sports. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, and we'll find it out. But we did find out today too, Joe, that uh, every team in the SEC will either play Oklahoma or Texas in their schedule. So all 14 teams will either play Texas or Oklahoma. So so the new teams coming in, you'll get somebody. But I think – so we'll get this, but it's just some, some you know, sourcing from people. I think mm-hmm. Georgia also has to go to Oklahoma. Oh, wow. I, uh, but how daunting of a, of a, of a trip is but, that? But, it's I mean, fun. at what point are the – what big game matchup would they have at home? Well, I guess we're about to find out. I'm uh, th- that to me, I think, is probably based on what you just said there. The, them having to go to Alabama and Oklahoma. I think the biggest storyline is going to be them not getting any favorable home matchups for 2024. But and that the- has been Georgia's complaint. That and, and look, Joe, I, the biggest game they've had the last five years, arguably, was when Tennessee this past year came to town. Well, let me. That's that's unacceptable. That's let me provide a little bit of count. I mean, they might still end up with a big game, but let me provide a little bit of a, a counterpoint here. When you're the, you know, you're the top dog, you're not. You shouldn't have everything favorably be set up for you to continue to be the top dog. I'm not saying that you need to move the goalpost to help other teams, but things are going to be difficult no matter what. No, you need no you. They gave Big Ten gave uh, USC Michigan at home. You got to, to USC so, though. True, but here's the bottom line: you you're and by the way, you know somebody. I think Billy Lucci reported that A and M doesn't have to play 
Oh, shoot. What? Joe, I got some breaking news. Here we go. LSU home games. SEC. Alabama at home. Ole Miss. Vandy. Oklahoma. Road games. A&M, Arkansas, Florida, South Carolina. That's a pretty favorable schedule. Wait, I what were the? Texas. I wanted Texas. I don't. I, I don't care about Oklahoma. Well, we know why you wanted Texas. We know exactly why you wanted Texas, and that was, you know, you just have to wait a little bit. That's great. That's really advantageous for them, though, that they have Alabama at uh, home. Yeah. But it makes sense. ESPN just confirmed our report. ESPN's confirming that report. So okay. let me just read that again for LSU fans. Alabama, Ole Miss, Vandy, Oklahoma at home, on the road, A&M, Arkansas, Florida, and South Carolina. Somebody said that sounds like last year's schedule, and that does sound very similar. No, we, didn't play, we did not play Vandy, Oklahoma. We didn't play South Carolina. So there's three games that are different. Yeah, three games that LSU did not play. I know that there's a desire to kick the crap out of Texas, but I would argue that it's I would I want I want to beat. But it's it's still hold on, advantageous. Hold on, I got Oklahoma's. Oklahoma's. Hold on, I got Oklahoma's. Okay, Alabama, South Carolina, they got away, along with LSU. So Oklahoma's going to have to go on the road a lot. All right, here's Texas's. You want as I'm getting the news right now. Do you want me okay. to read this off right yeah, quick? Go, go for it. All right, so they got Oklahoma. All right, they're going to keep Oklahoma. They also go to Kyle Field, Texas A&M. Good, so, as good. I'm getting this directly from the SEC, they're sending out the email. So, Oklahoma and Texas A&M uh, for them. Let's see. Oh, they go to – so, I was wrong, Joe. Georgia is getting a massive home game. Texas goes to Georgia. Georgia and the Longhorns. And Athens. How about see, that? See, that's a good poll because how does it say how early on? How early on is it in the season? No, they, they don't have the dates yet. It's they just, just, it's have just the opponents. Opponent. They also have Mississippi State, Vanderbilt. God, Vandy's gonna get slaughtered. As they always do. That Texas matchup is actually a really good poll for their big home game that they have on the schedule because Texas is gonna be overranked. They're gonna smack the crap out of them. And they get all the eyeballs. Probably it's going to be one of the most watched games because of the attraction for Texas. And then also there's probably going to be a ton of people that travel to that game from Texas because it's one of their first big matchups in the SEC. So that's a that's a huge pull for Georgia. I think that makes up for the what we're talking about, having to travel uh, to the other two opponents. Texas also has to go to the Swamp. That doesn't mean anything. Do we think oh, Florida, Florida might have a new head coach by then? Well, speaking speaking about that, we're going to be doing our deep dive here. Yes. yes. Um, all right, they, they are coming out in order. Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Mississippi State, Oklahoma, A&M, and Vandy for Texas. Alabama, Auburn, LSU. Oh, Oklahoma has three straight away games at Auburn, at LSU, at Missouri, Ole Miss, South Carolina, Tennessee. They have that is three a straight road games. Yeah, but it's not like. It's, oh, wait, that's just an alphabetical order. I, okay. Pardon okay. me. Pardon me. I was like, wait, why is everything in alphabetical order? <laughs> but nevertheless, we are talking about Florida here tonight as well. Uh, we're going to do our deep dive. Joe, Billy, is Billy Napier in trouble? 
Oh, absolutely. And we've said that on the pro this program many a times, and I don't think that's going to change today. Man, man, man. Poor, poor Nate. Poor Nate. He may not even be there for this when, the, when they play the schedule, man. <sighs> God. We'll see. We'll talk about them coming out of the break. But Oklahoma and Texas, uh, some big matchups there. Going Texas going to uh, Athens uh, and Oklahoma going to Death Valley. And I, let me tell you something. They're probably going to make that a night game. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Is Oklahoma going to – wait, you think that that – even if – is that really that big of a matchup, though, for playing for LSU? Oklahoma? It will be because we never played them at home. Yeah, that'll probably be a night game then. Yeah, it's gonna be a night game. All right, so let's get this thing rolling. We'll talk about Florida. So everybody, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those social media groups. You guys are continuously um, killing it for us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So hit the like, hit the share, share all of those. Uh, uh, streams that we do on the Rafino and Joe show and AYS. Share them to all those groups. You're on social media pages. If you're listening to us on Fubo. If you're watching us on Fubo, welcome. I know that you, this might be the first time you're seeing our pretty faces here on Fubo. So go follow us on our socials. Rafino and Joe show, Joe DeLeon and Blake Rafino. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. And on YouTube, hit that subscribe button as well. All right, Joe. Let's talk about a good friends over at Line. Let's talk a little Florida. We're going to do a little Florida deep dive. And as these, I'll write some of these down as the big notoriety games come up, and then we'll talk about it about halfway through the show. So let's talk about Bet Online. Don't go anywhere. Be back next. Let's get it. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events with the first to market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. We're back. I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm just going to tell you, Mm -hmm. Texas is going to get obliterated their first year in the SEC, buddy. I mean, that schedule doesn't sound very favorable having to travel to Georgia. That's pretty they're, messy, and I know we're going to talk gonna about get that. Beat, they're going to get beat down. I, I'm just, I'm just letting you know. So Texas, just as an example, has to go to Arkansas. Uh, they got Florida and Georgia, Kentucky, Mississippi State, Oklahoma, and A and M. Joe, I don't see a lot of, I don't see a lot of wins there. But I, I they did get a lucky pull of not. I, unless I misheard you, there's no LSU and no Alabama on there. Not correct? for te- not for Texas. Oklahoma's the one that that has Alabama. That. And look, and they got three they got three road games, and it's all on the road. That's not favorable for them at all. So no, no, we'll see. But a guy that might not be there, or maybe he will. Maybe he can turn the ship around. Is going to be uh, Billy Napier, Sun Belt Billy. Joe, a lot has been made about the University of Florida man, a, a lot. Mm-hmm. Let me just first off, as we do our Florida deep dive here, we're going to talk a lot of Florida here tonight along with the SEC schedule. Mm 
they do have some athletes now. They do have some dudes. What I what I don't like when I hear people talk about Florida is people misunderstanding that they don't have dudes because they do. They got the Goodwin kid, the five-star offensive lineman for Kentucky. He's yes. going to probably play right tackle if he doesn't get moved over to left. Ricky Pearsall returns. Montreal Johnson along with Trevor Etienne returns. Chris McClellan, and I'm just going to tell you this. I don't know if Chris McClellan is going to be a good defensive tackle or not, but every Florida defensive lineman that ever wears a single digit for their team in the history of football is always a dude, like always a dude. So Chris McClellan, welcome to the show as he wears number seven. Here's where the – and look, they have a five-star – former five-star safety that they recruited, Kamari Wilson. Uh, they have athletes, man. I know a lot of players at the portal. I, I know that you got a lot of things that they got to overcome. Here's the problem that I have with them. They're not that great on the outside. They're going to have to rely on some very young receivers. And by the way, Graham Mertz is going to be their quarterback. And Graham Mertz, I do not trust. I think that they fired Dan Mullen and thought that they would get better in recruiting. They're not. They're not. So, man, he, I don't have a lot of faith. I do not have a lot of faith in them. Here's my thing with Florida, and I, I tried to bring this up when we did uh, one of our SEC conference previews when we talked about Florida, and you, you pushed back pretty heavily on me. I think that Florida has a lot of work to do, but as you talked about here, they, they have a lot of athletes. They have a lot of good explosive football players that need coaching, need to make improvements before they can actually actualize it on the football field. But they also had a really good transfer portal hall. Then you mentioned some of the kids that, that they got RJ Moten from Michigan was one of the top rated safeties that was in the portal. Caleb Banks, uh, they pulled the defensive lineman from Louisville. And then I I'm, Goodwin, as you mentioned, I'm not going to try to pronounce his first name because I'm, yeah, I'm that's why I it. didn't either because I I would have obliterated it, man. But he is with a, a, a such a difficult position to recruit in the portal. Was one of the top tackles coming from the University of Kentucky to pull that is going to bolster the offensive line. I'm also a pretty big fan of of what ETN brings to the running back position. But you just hit the nail on the head there with the lack of talent on the outside, the lack of explosiveness at receiver, but most importantly. And you can bet your ass that I'm going to relate this back to Anthony Richardson, Blake. Of course you are. They had a top four pick on their roster playing the quarterback position. And one of the things that was talked about with Anthony Richardson is that if he takes a progression coming into last year, he could be one of the best players in the SEC. He didn't progress. And he was drafted based on a projection. That lack of progression is on Billy Napier. It is very concerning that one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the country didn't improve at all coming into the season and at times was a significant <laughs> liability. So I can't sit here and be optimistic, and I think it's Graham Mertz. I, we're assuming it's Graham Mertz. Who else there would it be? I don't know. There hasn't been a ton of clarity, but Graham Mertz is so bad that maybe there's somebody else behind him that, that, that sneaks out and plays better than him. But I can't be confident that Graham Mertz puts it together and plays well this year. Because if you can't get Anthony Richardson to play up to the level you need him to, Graham Mertz sure as hell is not going to. If you don't have at least an average quarterback in the SEC, you sure as hell are not going to go 500. Man, 
Look, I don't like to make a lot of spring games, and I'm not going to make one here, but it wasn't good, okay? They did not have a, a good spring game. A and look, they've had a lot of chaos surrounding them, okay? Whether it be Jaden Rashada, whatever mm -hmm. it may be, they've had a lot of chaos, okay? And it, things have been somewhat quiet, but they're not recruiting at a high level. I, considering where Florida probably should be. They're 21st in the country right now. Now, they finished in the top 15. They finished at 12. But you got to be better at Florida in recruiting than being 12th. Right. You, you need to – Florida is is such a desirable – it's good, actually, very underrated academic school, but it's a very desirable program. There's no reason why they shouldn't be top seven. Absolutely no reason why they shouldn't be top seven. Well, at least if they fall out a year or two, you got to get there at least twice in two years. Like yes. of every four years, you got to be there twice because look, they had three power now, four power five schools in that in that state: mm -hmm. UCF, Miami, Florida State, and Florida. That's the most I think in any state outside of what California, maybe. So and I don't even think yeah. It, well, outside of USC, like UCLA well, USC, doesn't UCLA, really UCLA, kill Stanford, it on the trail. Um, Am I leaving somebody out that might be a power five in California? Cal, I don't know if I'd really count oh, Okay, them. so but still, regardless, I mean, look, I, I just don't have any faith in them at their skill positions. I don't have any faith in them at quarterback. I don't have any faith in them along the defensive line really outside McClellan. They're mm -hmm. going to have to have a lot of young guys step up. Now, they did go into the transfer portal. They did go get R.J. Moten that could play safety and help a young, uh, a young core out. They got went out and got Ronald Nunnery, uh, who's another guy that could play safety for them. The problem is, is if Billy is going to continue to run, I don't think it really comes down to athletes as much as it, like you mentioned, I don't think it comes down to athletes as much as it comes down to, I don't trust Billy Napier and I never have. Billy Napier is always going to be tied with three, with two other head coaches, that being Lincoln Riley when he went to USC and Brian Kelly when he was at LSU. Mm -hmm. I think he was the least, uh, and, and uh, Brent Venables at Oklahoma. I think of all the hires, it was the worst. I, I like Billy. I think Billy's a good offensive coach. But you're going to have to show me something at some point. If you're going to run Graham Mertz out there for me, sorry, bud. Sorry. That's where I'm coming from with this. Is like I, we we've already done. This is actually probably the first like negative one that we've done. We we every other one we've been super optimistic, and it's because they're ranked in the top twenty-five, and they're ranked in the top twenty-five for a reason. We're talking about how they're going to be in the conversation in the, the top of their division or in their conference. I, I don't see something that I can go, well, if this works out, they're going to win eight games, nine games. I can't find something tangible on their roster. What momentum do they have from last year that they're carrying into this upcoming well, season so I'm gonna, that is positive? I, look, let me throw, throw this out, and I know Banks said that that we well, first off, it's not we that they have the best average. Average means nothing when you don't have enough dynamic players. Okay, what does that mean? best player average is like the best average rated recruit. Is that what the argument? Well, is? I, I don't know, but you can have two five stars, but that's that's two dudes that can't help you now, right? Like, yeah. And if you're trotting those guys out, all those guys well, out, well, it's a problem. Well, there's a lot of teams that get multiple five stars and have. Texas comes to mind. How's Texas been? It's Texas about a and Texas A&M. It's been about the entire class. I just have zero faith in Billy Napier. I, look, Joe, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. 
I'm going to disagree with you. I do think that Anthony Richardson made progressions, okay, and kind of some vast ones. I think he learned how to read coverage better. I think he was better in the pocket than he was with Dan Mullen. There were things that he got better at. But this pistol, long zone, wide zone is not going to work in the SEC. You have to get north and south. And Billy, of all people, should know that since he's been with Nick Saban in Alabama. They do have some pieces along the offensive line. But they lost games last year with the top four pick in the NFL drafted quarterback that they have zero business losing. They beat Texas A&M when Texas A&M had, what, Joe, was it 27 players out for the flu or something crazy like that? You can't lose to Vandy. You you just can't lose to Vandy. So why should I come in here with any hope whatsoever that they're going to be better? Where did they get better? If a Florida fan or, or media member can come in here and tell me where they've gotten better, okay then. Well, we got better at this position. Well, you lost Osiris Torrance. If you got Goodwin, well, Osiris Torrance is out. So are you going to remain the same? Well, Blake, it's a different position. One's a guard, one's a tackle. It's still an offensive piece along that offensive line. What are you going to do with a younger group outside? Look, you have two guys at wide receiver that you're going to have to hope you hit on that are freshmen in Aiden Mizell and Jakeem Jackson. Because outside of that, Joe, you got Caleb Douglas is one of their receivers, and he's a former three-star. We set on him to, to make things happen. No, you're not. No, you're not. And quite honestly, do they throw the football at a high enough clip, and do they have the weapons on the outside to compete in the SEC? No, they don't. This isn't Georgia. You, They're not going to be able to line up and run the ball down someone's throat. They're, they're, they were a – let me let me say this. Okay. They can run the football and do it at somewhat of an of effective clip, but not at what everybody thinks that they can. And you're going to be able to have to throw the ball down the field, and Graham Mertz is not going to lead you there. I will say this. I'm not saying I disagree with your statement, but if something does work out for Florida and something does help them win football games, it will be running the football. I lo- I really like Trevor Etienne. So I know he's not a big the, back. The bigger teams, Florida State, LSU, Georgia. Guess what happened? I don't care if you're running the ball against South Carolina. I don't care oh, if yeah. you're running the ball against uh, Tennessee. I don't care if you're running the ball against other teams. When you got to play those teams that you're normally compared to, you got to win. Well, right. This So this is where like it's very problematic for me because the take I was just about to state, I almost didn't preface it with this. It's a foregone conclusion that they're going to lose to those teams. It, it just is. But that shouldn't happen for Florida. That shouldn't be happening with – with with a, a program that is as prestigious and as consistently successful as Florida, we shouldn't be sitting here saying that it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to lose to the top teams on their schedule. But I, I mean, to that point, if they get to seven wins, it's going to be because they run the ball well against the crappy teams on their schedule. That's what's going to take. But I have no op- optimism that they can upset somebody. No, they got to make sure that they beat Vandy. Wh- who do you realistically? And I think we kind of talked about this when we did the division preview for them. How many games do you think that they win in 2023? 2023. So this year, how many games do I think they win? And they were seven and six a year ago, seven and five. No, they were six and six. Six Yes, they were. They were six and six. 
six and seven. I think they lost their ball game, correct? Yeah, they got they got dogged. Like I, so I, look at, I, I think I think it, their ceiling is seven wins. That's that's where I'm at. I think that the realistically it's six and six again. But the, are are we at the point where we we can sit here and commit to maybe them being worse than that? Can we sit here and say that maybe they're worse than six and six? Like I I don't know if I go that far. That's where I I, I call myself a little bit. Say that again. I don't know if I can go as far as to say that they finished the season below 500. Well, where did they get better? Nowhere. I think they're pretty, they've remained pretty stagnant because they, they, they did pull some kids in the portal, but they also lost a bunch of kids, mostly depth. And they also lost Anthony Richardson. No, they're not, they're not, I don't know if they're going to get, I, I, they're not going to be above six and six. What? Does it take for Billy to get fired? Go six and six. You think they fire him after a six and six year? Are are they going to allow him to have a third year? I'm just so that. Well, I mean, that's why I'm bringing up this this question. Is that like I'm I'm trying to think of what would lead to them saying, "All right, we've seen enough," because this roster is not good enough as we're talking about to win more than seven games. It's not. So if they get to seven wins and they pull that out. If they, they get say, seven wins, maybe he gets another year. But let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who – look, LSU has played Florida every year. I remember the 07 game with Jacob Hester and Tim Tebow. And look, LSU and Florida back and forth have had fantastic games. And LSU is going to play Florida again. They're going to keep that rivalry for whatever it's worth. Here's my thing. Okay. They're not even remotely close to where they need to be, and I think the fan base is pissed off. They fired Billy Napier a year after coming off an SEC East championship and one bad year because he wasn't recruiting at a good enough level. What are you going to do with Billy Napier when he's not winning? Well, exactly my point. And I don't know if their AD makes it through it. I mean, how many how many coaches is head football coaches is he going to hire before he gets the can? How how long has he been there? You you, you might know this. I'd have to much. look up how many years Scott. Somebody to check might be. I, I I it feels like he's been there for close to a decade. Now I could be wrong there, but I mean he's. If I'm not mistaken, I mean look at the head coaches that they've hired in the last couple of years. They've hired Mullen. They've had Muschamp. They had McElwain. Um, God, not as and the Mullen was the best one. And Mullen arguably was the best one. I think he, I mean I I don't know if there's even an argument because like Matt was McElwain good enough to to be a part. I of mean argument? he constantly won the SEC East when the SEC East was down. But remember he lied about the credit card fraud thing and they he got mm-hmm. caught up in a lie and they fired him and I mean man had the more that dude had ye- more yellow teeth than I mean the dude looked like a horse. They they have been horrendous, and I mean horrendous at legitimately hiring head football coaches. They're notorious at this point for hiring bad head coaches in football. Billy Napier's system and scheme, Joe, we went through this all all during the season. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to show me where they're advanced at a college-level scheme-wise because we put on the All-22 copy, and they're not advanced. You can't run a slant and then turn around and run a sluggo and think that you're going to confuse people. 
here's the ultimate question. How much did Anthony Richardson uh how 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 much did he overcome with deficiencies? So let me ask you this. If Anthony okay. Richardson goes into Indianapolis and balls out for whatever reason, which he will Florida chokes, okay, how horrible is that gonna look on Billy? It looks terrible. And that was what my whole leading argument is is that to have that guy on your roster and for him to actually develop when given direction and given proper development, that is a, a, a huge indication of the of the concern here for Billy Napier because as you're talking about, he's supposed to know what he's doing offensively and he can't even get his quarterbacks to play up to the level of expectation or to improve. You need some level of improvement from those guys that are that ultra explosive and ultra athletic. I, I just do wonder though, like Brian Harson's the example that, that comes back to this all. He was in and out really quick, terrible job recruiting. I feel like Napier's done a better job recruiting early on than, than what Brian Harson did. Yeah, I would agree with that. I will agree with that. But Harson, oh man, is he Brian Harson? Well, Billy we made that we made that allegory. Brian Harson, no, because Billy just recruits at such a higher level than Harson did. Yeah, the reason why we made that comparison very early on in this process when we talked about the Jaden Rashada stuff is that they both had like off season behind closed doors drama that we I mean, were kind Billy of speculating on. I mean, Billy didn't have sex with a with a secretary though, allegedly. Allegedly, but he well, but that's the Classy's cheeks. Hold on, Harson was clapping Classy's cheeks. Shout out to Classy. That's my, her name, by the way. Classy's her name. She was a cheerleader at Boise State, and she followed him here. Ha, my my point is is that there was okay. <laughs> I mean, he was clapping Classy's cheeks. My point is is that there were conversations that were had about rumors rumors that the um that the booster yes yes classy that the boosters were trying to push out there to have cause to fire him well, and that's I think, the real truth that's yes. the real truth and i okay. think that this there could be a, a a comparison made between what happened there and now what happened this past offseason with the whole jane rashada thing because it's a lot of he said she said well, Nobody Florida's got a crap sure. load of money. I'm just wondering when they go and make a move like what USC did or what LSU did. And look, you can hate what Oklahoma did, but like what Oklahoma did. I, I mean, listen. I, I mean, even let's call it what it is. I, I mean, even Hypol is a better coach, I think, and had a more a little bit more of a track record than Napier did. Look, oh well, Billy won the Sun Belt. Billy would get his cheeks clapped when it, when it was crunch time. Coastal Carolina would clap them ever living cheeks now. Yeah. Look, I don't I don't like Billy's offense. I think his offense is too high school. I don't trust a guy that says that I I cut my own hair. Head coaches don't cut their own hair, uh, uh, Joe. I, I don't trust it. It's like guys that you know put their hats all the way like this. Like <laughs> I mean, I, I don't trust him. Here's the bottom line, though. I can dislike Billy Napier as a as the play caller. I do think he's a good coach. I think he's a good leader of men. Those ki- a lot of those kids like him a lot. That I think that says a lot about him as a person and as a coach. But the bottom line is, 
they just don't have the dudes, man. I, mm -hmm. And look, I know Austin. I've told you this. I think I showed you times that we've been together. And Austin's a great coach. Austin Armstrong's a great coach. He, they better pray to God they got the defensive version of Joe Brady. They better pray to sweet Jesus. But they ain't got no – I mean – they do have some athletes on the defensive side of the they football. Do. They do. They got some play really well. Fun. I'll give them that. But their secondary is inexperienced. But, I mean, look, you went out you went out to the transfer portal and got two safeties that can play for you right away. Mm -hmm. uh, you got you went out and D got D-linemen as well. D-linemen as well. They do – look, they, they're not like – you're not just going to walk into Gainesville and beat the shit out of them. Like, that's not going to happen. No. The problem is, is offensively, I think they're so dormant at quarterback – and the weapons on the outside, yeah, you can run the ball, but when a team look, it, it, it's 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 a less miles effect, right? Like it's a it's a Sam Pittman effect. You know what Tim's teams do against Sam Pittman? I told you, as well, you're going to know who the coordinator is as soon as I say that. So no, it's mm -hmm. not LSU. But I talked to an SEC coordinator the other week, and he, you know, he was already calling and he was making jokes, and he's out here saying stuff like. Dude, we literally put seven, eight guys in the box with a free high safety, and we're like, please, please throw Throwing. the football. <laughs> right? Like, please throw the football. The, bot the bottom line is for me is when you get to the brass tacks, can you can they do enough to, to win seven games? And I don't think that they can. I, I really just don't see it anywhere. So I know that a lot of Florida people are going to get mad at us behind this, but, Joe, I'm going to stick with my guns. I don't think they get to seven wins. And if they do – if they do, I think – well, look, if they do, I will come on here and apologize to Billy Napier. Like, I, I, that doesn't bother really? me. Really? Yeah, because, look, I, I, I've been – look, I have no – Joe, I used to do a segment where Blake was right, where Blake was wrong. And I'll do it again. I have no problem saying where I was wrong. The problem is, is that I just don't see it. Like, the eye in the sky has got to matter at some point instead of, oh, we got this guy, we got that guy. It's not easy to turn over your roster and turn over a coaching staff two years in a row and think you're going to be any good. That's the one thing that we haven't mentioned, Joe, about Florida. They've had a, a roster turnover, and they've had a mm. coaching turnover. So everybody's mm. learning something new again defensively. Good luck. That's all I got to say about it. Yeah, and final thought on that, and it kind of just reiterates everything we talked about. There's just so much turnover. I, I will say that – if there are more recruiting wins and they do pull some more highly rated kids that could buy Billy some time, because what we talked about earlier is that Dan Mullen didn't really recruit and he didn't do it at a high level. So it might take well, how him stupid longer, is it? I mean, but yeah. Okay. Well, he didn't recruit. I understand what you're saying there. He won the SEC East, but my, what I'm trying he to get won, at is I don't care what the but Billy's using the roster that that didn't have is currently it had, in the roster. It had a top it, it had Anthony Richardson, but outside of that, they're like, what big, big recruits did they all win the have? portal? That's not on Dan. And that, you know, that is true. That's not on Dan. Yeah. Billy yeah. was run. Billy went through more kids in the portal than I go through draws in a year. My point is, is that if Billy sticks around, he's going to need to, to have some massive wins in, in the portal. That's what he's going to – or not in the portal. In, in He's going to have recruiting. to hit on every portal piece he got – he brought in. Grand and, every and every upcoming recruit as well. All right. Want to transition to this SEC schedule? Yeah, let's get after it. Dude, we got some big matchups. Okay. All right, Bama's got Georgia at home. They got LSU. 
Tennessee's got Oklahoma. So Josh Heupel gets That's to play. Cool. Yeah, he gets to play against a team that he was a coordinator and quarterback for. Here's an interesting one. Ole Miss in Florida. The last time that I remember you probably too young to remember this, but Ole Miss was Tim Tebow's only loss. Remember, and Tebow made that speech. Yeah. I will be dedicated. I will never lose again. And then they he won the uh, he and not he didn't win the Heisman that year, <laughs> but they went on to he went on to win the rest of those games. They won a national title. That's always yep. a, an interesting one. We talked about LSU. They have Oklahoma, Bama, A and M, and Florida. Um, it, here's an interesting one: Kentucky and Texas. It feels I have such a strange taste in my it's mouth. About that. Where where is that? Is that home for I, Kentucky? I just wrote the uh, uh, games down. I didn't write home or away okay. on them. Okay. Man, what if Texas – let me ask you this question. Does Texas uh-huh. beat Oklahoma this year? Like, if they played right now, does Texas yes. beat Oklahoma? I mean, yes. beat Kentucky? Okay. Yes. Uh, Georgia gets Florida, Bama, Tennessee, and Texas. Wait, wait. Florida, Tennessee, and Texas. Florida, Bama, Tennessee, and Texas. That's a pretty tough draw. It's a That's very it. tough draw. Look, 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 I, look, I know that we give a lot of shit to Texas, by the way. I, I think in 2024, there's a chance that that, that that roster could be pretty good. If things go well this year, that roster could be pretty good. Here's my question. Well, I'll get to that in just a minute. Mm. Florida. They draw LSU, Tennessee, Texas, and Georgia. That's also a tough stretch. Yes. Yes. Okay. That, well, we... We know exactly how we think they're going to do. Yeah, man, but it's not tougher than this one. You ready? Okay. Auburn got hosed again. Now, their biggest rivals are Georgia and Alabama, Mm -hmm. okay? They got Oklahoma in there, too. But They got hosed, Joe. Let me ask you this question. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this question. If you're Auburn in the month of November and you got to play Georgia, Bama, Oklahoma, and let's say I, I, I'm throwing this out there. I don't remember all their games, but let's just say Tennessee or South Carolina or whoever it is. Buddy, they, they Auburn has, let's call it what it is. Auburn historically has the toughest schedule in the country every year. Yeah, because they've got some of the worst rivals. But uh, I mean Alabama. Uh, they, I know that they schedule some pretty soft F- F- FCS opponents, but Alabama is usually up there as well. But it, it stems from having Auburn having to play Alabama, and then you're talking about them having to play Georgia. Well, they play I, both of those teams every year, no matter what. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't sit here and say that that's not over unovercomeable. Like I don't think that they can't. What's overcome. overcome? What's overcome? What did you put I mean, overcome? I'm not saying that they can't they can't get past that obstacle. You stink. I'm not saying that they can't get past that ops those obstacles. It is going to be hard to completely sweep that that lineup. And I mean, maybe oh, there's God. a little bit of leeway given to Hugh Freeze having to face those opponents. Can I just tell you something? When you pronounce yeah. words, you use the perverted word. Like, you pronounce it. I don't. No, you this just listen for the word overcome. come. This is how you say overcome. You like you you said, they over 
calmed and like you know no, no 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 okay i said it because it was try- I, that's not over unovercomable is not a word so i was trying to make and maybe it is a word let's try to make it into a word so i said it a little too slow you just hear the word come and you think it's funny that's what the, that's the <laughs> only part that you hear that's the difference that's really what's happening okay you're probably not wrong yeah you're probably right. not wrong <laughs> uh, arkansas gets texas tennessee and lsu I don't think that that's a bad draw. No. Uh, and AM has Texas, Florida, and South Carolina. So they miss L- – no, they have LSU as well. So, I mean, look, even AM, there could be a month stretch where they have LSU, Texas, Florida, and South Carolina. That's pretty tough that, for them. Oh, wait, but to have to play, assuming Jimbo's still there, I, that's a pretty good draw – like what LSU is the most difficult game that out of, out of that, and Texas isn't going to be easy because it's a rivalry that is being reinstated. So that first game is going to be uh, highly contested. So I I don't think that, that might be one of the easier pulls. I think that Jimbo pulled out with because they don't have very many SEC rivals, so they're going to get an advantageous pull there. Yeah, South Carolina as an example, they have A and M, LSU, Ole Miss, Missouri, Oklahoma, Alabama, Kentucky, and Vanderbilt. I don't know. South Carolina's got a tough one too, man. They skipped Georgia, but they, in, in return, they stink. Well, again, though, see, this is where I want to go with all this. Okay, you ready? This is why, Joe, I said that the nine-game conference schedule was not created equally. Because listen, if you're South Carolina, again, mm-hmm. you could be in a month where you have Ole Miss, A and M. LSU, Alabama, Oklahoma. Buddy, stop, stop, stop. That is not an easy stretch. Nate, let me It's hard for a bad team. It's hard for a bad team. That's that's exactly what this is. Let me see here. I'm not going to use Georgia because that's that's too easy. That's too easy. Mm -hmm. Let me pull up a decent team. All right, you want to go Ole Miss? Ole Miss has LSU, Florida, Arkansas, South Carolina, Oklahoma, Mississippi State, Kentucky, Georgia. But that's not that as daunting for Ole Miss. Okay, well, let me I, read I, it in a different way. Let me read yeah. it in a different way. If you were if you were eight and one uh-huh. going into November, and you had Georgia, LSU, Florida, and Mississippi State. I only see too di- difficult be- because there's too many unproven's there. Mississippi State is very unproven, and Florida is extremely unproven. All right, as we just cut Oklahoma's about. last year out. Uh-huh. Cut their last year out. Historic. They're also unproven. Oklahoma- huh? But they're also very unproven. Un- unproven, and this is cut what I was going to say earlier. Cut last year out. Act like that they've been historically the team that they've played. Look, I've been. Supp- been. I've been more supportive of Oklahoma on this program than you have been. I, I've gone to bat it's for them. Not, in Brad it's Venables. not created equally, Joe. Name a tougher sca- – okay, here's the I, point. You're saying it's easier. It's not that bad. Name a tougher one in the Big Ten. No, we're not talking Name, about the Big Ten. We're talking on. about the, we're talking about the ACC's schedule. Hold on. Okay. Name okay. a tougher one in the ACC. Hold on. Definitely not the ACC. Ne- definitely no one in the ACC. Name one in the Big 12. Definitely no one in the Big 12. Okay, so what you're telling me is in a three-month season uh-huh. that the SEC schedules, every team has a month that equally is as daunting as any other conference combined. Yeah, I mean, that they have 
So stop. More difficult opponents to play up and down. You're trying to argue. You say it's me. It's really your happy ass, Mr. Swally Swoop on your hair. Okay? okay. Here's the truth. Okay. It's not the nine game conference schedule is not created equally when you talk about the SEC and the Big Ten. It's not because you know who the I don't get to play in between there. North Western. They play Vanderbilt. They, no, they don't. I but okay, but there are also teams on this on this schedule for any of these teams. I, I'm just my whole point is that I don't but know how competitive Oklahoma is going to be. I don't know how competitive Mississippi State is going to be. Vanderbilt, you have 77 of them. We we know that there's more more depth in the schedule for the SEC. That's all I was trying to say. I, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying of the 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 matchups and the opponents that they have. That, are you that, related some, to somebody that has a sports show that has the initials IB? Because you're acting like them right now. I'm okay. That that's a low blow. Don't don't. That's pretty don't, low. Don't don't don't. Do you think he eats lint out of his belly button? Probably. I don't know. I know he doesn't <laughs> get up often. Uh, <laughs> Blake, look. Okay. I my my point that I was trying to get to with Oklahoma though, I, I think if anybody struggles, it's going to be Oklahoma. It is going to be well. Let's look what, at their because they are coming in with the most question marks. All right, you want their schedule? Yeah, read it to me. I know we brought it up. Earlier, All right, this is what their their month would look like. You ready? Mm-hmm. Tennessee, LSU, Alabama. Texas, Auburn. I, I don't know. I can sit here and say that they're going to go over 500 in their first year. I, look, I, as much as they, as we want to direct negativity towards Texas, let's focus on what's going right, on and what Oklahoma is going to do. Well, let's focus on Oklahoma for just a second. Yeah. Joe, let me tell you something. I agree with you here, and you might need to clip this. So as we look at this 2024 schedule, I'm just paraphrasing here, but this could be there like a month for them. Texas, Alabama, Tennessee, Auburn with Hugh Freeze, LSU, Ole Miss is also in there. What's scarier for me. Well, hold on once. That might be the toughest SEC conference schedule I've ever seen. Let me reread it. In a month, they have Tennessee, Texas, Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Ole Miss. Name a tougher schedule, and like th- that is insanity. That's what I was trying to get at. That was my point: is that Oklahoma is stepping into the depths of hell, having to fight their way to some level of relevance in the SEC in their first season. Look, Oklahoma fans, I have supported you guys. I've spoken somewhat positively about you guys. It is going to be a bloodbath that first season. I don't know how you can look at that and say that that is a winning record. There is no shot in hell that they are going to have a winning record their first year in the SEC. The, the easiest two, the two easiest games on there are maybe Old Miss and Auburn in Hugh Freeze's second season. Venables has a lot of work to do, man. I, I they got some good recruits, but they better sure as hope that they have a lot of momentum riding into this first first year in the SEC. But but in fairness. Mm-hmm. In fairness, see, I tricked you. So keep this clip uh, in here. Keep that clip in here. Okay. Here's the thing, though. You know who else has those same kinds of schedules? Everybody else. Because you know who else could say the same thing? 
I'm looking at it right now. Kentucky. You know who has same kind of somewhat similar? South Carolina. You know who has something somewhat similar? Georgia. I look at Georgia. They oh, hold on. Okay. They have in a month. They will more than likely could have Auburn, Tennessee, Alabama, Texas, Ole Miss. See, here's the difference. Oklahoma damn near has the same exact schedule that Georgia does, but you know what Georgia's going to do. This mm. has been the gauntlet in the SEC every freaking year. It it doesn't change. And now that Texas and Oklahoma are in it, everybody's like, oh, wow, those teams are going to get killed. Well, that's my, that was my point all last year, that a two-loss SEC team is not created equally. Because if – Oklahoma in year one went eight and four. You know what you and I would be saying? That's a mm -hmm. damn good year. It's a damn good year. They battled their asses off. Yeah, an eight-win season in the SEC is is not With easily attainable. But okay, but like I don't like using Georgia as an example because their expectation of level of competition is is much 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 different. But I I think that the main takeaway from this is that not only are they stepping into what is going to be a, a bloody schedule. They're also doing it when they're trying to regain their footing after getting picked apart by Lincoln Riley leaving Lincoln left, took a bunch of his, his Ferraris with him, his, his Louie with him, his Louie bags with him. And he left Brent Venables to figure it out. Brent Venables has been trying to attack the portal. He has been trying to attack recruiting. They could be competitive. I'm actually, as much as we're trying to sit here and, and, and compare them to some of these other schedules that Kentucky and South Carolina play and, and whatnot, Blake, can you say that, that South Carolina and Kentucky and Mississippi State and Missouri, who are typically the lower half of the SEC, can we say that they have the same level of recruiting class as Oklahoma did last year? I think Oklahoma's got a better roster than those teams. They got better recruits coming in. I know that they'll they, beat those They programs. do have better recruits. And here's the thing, though. Uh, we compare – like, what you just did was you compared Oklahoma to the middle-of-the-pack teams in the SEC, which I don't – Yeah, you pulled up their schedules. That's why I'm comparing them. Yeah, but, but here's my thing, though. Mm -hmm. They're going to the same gauntlet as Oklahoma is. If Oklahoma is who they say they are and they're recruiting at the level that they say that they are, well, then you should be fine. Theoretically, theoretically, then you should be a nine and three team. You're not going to be a nine and three. No, team. no, because there and, and is. Look, I know Cody Peck official in here mm -hmm. says that LSU has a tougher overall schedule in 24. We're forgetting for like an LSU sake and some of these other SEC teams that have already been in the conference. Like LSU has USC and UCLA in the in 24. LSU does. Yeah. They have both USC and UCLA. Yes. Remember, USC is going to – UCLA is coming here. At least it's on the I know schedule. that. And then USC's in Vegas. That's kind of sick. I, mean, I know that that is – I mean, it from your sick. perspective, hey, that you sucks, know, but that's really cool. <laughs> it actually doesn't suck. You know the times the LSU does that, what happens? They win natties every time. Hey, fire – you know, fire is how you build build championships. Yeah, I, I if when we beat Lincoln Riley down, I swear to God. Are you gonna go to um, Vegas for that? I'm gonna overcome it, as you said earlier. That doesn't that doesn't work. You just wanted to say <laughs> come. You just wanted to say come. God damn. <laughs> dude, this is some brutal schedules though, uh, dude. 
There's some teams in here that aren't going to make it, Joe. Uh, let me go. Let me go. Well, back yes. Down. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I was. Again, it's part of what I was. Like, let me go down to Texas. Let, let, let's talk about Texas. Okay. Damn, I just looked at Tennessee. I mean, really, Tennessee doesn't have a bad schedule. Um, let me look at Texas one more time. Hold on. I actually, in Texas, retrospect, from what you brought up earlier, I'm not too scared of that schedule. But read it. Uh, Florida, Georgia. That's bad. Kentucky, Mississippi State at home. Away, you have Arkansas, Oklahoma, A&M, Vandy. So, realistically. I think, went, they, I think they beat they could beat Oklahoma and Vandy. There's no telling what happens in A&M. No telling what happens in Arkansas. They might be a 4-4 four and four SEC team. 4-4 four and four so, conference. Uh, which is attainable. I mean, like, again, as much as we try, we, we are not fans of uh, the University of Texas. I don't hate them. They, they got a pretty favorable draw. Like if we're being honest here, out of all these yeah, other teams that they brought Oklahoma. up, way more favorable than Oklahoma. The, the, hey, there's the two way, really hard games. Texas. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Did yeah, you please. see the the game Monday night? The baseball. Uh, I, game? I I caught the final play. I didn't watch the game. Is the most Texas way to lose? It's the most. They choke all the time. Oh yeah. They're yeah. like Mariah Mills on Zion choking the big game. And maybe they choked their way through a schedule that that's the bit of a, a handout. That well, dude, that someone had to have been lying in somebody's pockets. That's a that is a I'm gonna go as far as to say that is a handout schedule for Texas. Uh, for a first year, that is a handout schedule. There are a lot of beatable opponents on there. Georgia, obviously not. And then yeah, I think did you say Tennessee? Because man, listen. I know that they have Georgia, but they miss Alabama and LSU. They miss Ole Miss. They miss Auburn. I, I mean, exactly look, point. here's the thing. They I, like Georgia, Arkansas, and Oklahoma are not Arkansas. Georgia A&M and Oklahoma might be the games that they fear the most. I mean, they could be that could be a nine and three team year one. God bless it if they go nine and three year one in the SEC. Oh, we'll it's going to be down. unbearable. It's going to be like we've got next. We're the next team to uh, uh, to take over the SEC. By the way, we didn't get to it, but we we wrote down that we were going to talk about the, the the Brett McMurphy tweet about yeah, table um, it. It's not yeah the revenue stuff. I, I did have a very annoying take, so I will save it. That, that Texas finished second there. Imagine they're going to be in the SEC, Blake, and they finished second in, in overall college college revenue. Imagine what they're going to do in the SEC with all that money. Do you think they make more money than finishing second? Do you think they pass Ohio State? Joe. In the SEC? Joe. I think that they they, they surpass Joe. Ohio State. Joe. Joe. They finished four spots ahead of LSU. Joe. They, Joe. they finished <laughs> Joe. three spots ahead of Georgia. Joe. Yes, Blake. They're going to get their ass whipped. All right, we'll see. See y'all Saturday. They're going to get their ass whipped. We'll see. Dude, poor Brent Vittables, man. Whew. Yeah, he might be getting kicked out the door before things even get started. Yeah. Where's Bob Stutes with them? See y'all Saturday, guys. Peace.